Today's episode is brought to you by Garden of Life. Garden of Life is the number one brand in the natural products industry, and they're fanatical about food and whole food supplements. Regardless of the product, they always use organic, non-GMO food as a starting point. They're dedicated to not only providing the cleanest whole food supplements out there, but to complete traceability so that you know where each and every ingredient in their products comes from. They offer a wide variety of products from multivitamins, protein powders, fish oil, probiotics, and even CBD. To learn more, visit GardenOfLife.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we believe in the body's capacity for self-healing if it's given the proper nutrients and care it deserves. I'm Brian Strickland, the producer of the show, and here with me in the studio, as always, is our host, Ed Jones. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Amber Vital once again. Amber is a certified nutritionist and currently a full-time regional educator for Garden of Life, And she's going to walk us through why omega-3s are so important to our health and tell us a little about their new line of fish oils. We've got a fair amount of ground to cover, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Here's the host of the show, Mr. Ed Jones. Thank you, Brian, very much. And today we have one of the topics that I is near and dear to my heart because I understand the absolute importance of the topic at hand, which is omega-3. And I am welcoming one of the experts that I really trust as far as information and research to guide us down this really jungle because there's a lot of confusion as as to so many questions with omega-3s. Can we get it from food alone? What kind of supplement should we use if we do uh, blood testing, quality, dosage, what does it do? How does it work? I mean, there's you could easily talk for two to three hours for uh, omega-3 information. And I will say that, again, the most general practitioners and people in the medical field just simply aren't schooled on it. They don't mean not to know this, but they didn't learn it in school. So you have to access things like, you know, the holistic navigator in order to find the nitty gritty. But today we have Amber Vitale from uh, uh, Garden of Life. She's the uh, educator uh, for the North American uh, part of Garden of Life. And I've met her before, and we've had her on the the Holistic Navigator on two different episodes. That was fantastic. So welcome back to the Holistic Navigator, Amber. Thank you so much, Ed. Glad to be here. She is a walking encyclopedia, I will tell you. So hang on. And, you know, I don't think you'll need to make notes. You'll probably remember most of this. But, you know, Amber, when I've been doing this for 41 years, and I've been very fortunate in the past, I would say, five years because of the freedom of blood testing that can be done now without having to go and beg for it at a doctor's office at excessive prices now that it's gone online and many places offer uh, choices. Uh, I started looking at the omega-3 levels of many, many clients about three to four years ago. And I know that the You know, the more I learn about this omega-3 level in our body, the more I really value it as probably one of the most important tests that I think a person can have. And in fact, I do respect Dr. McCullough for his information that he puts out. And one of the articles which I really have uh, relied on, which is entitled, Omega-3 Level is the Best Predictor of Mortality. 
And it's actually more important than cholesterol. Uh, it's more important than most uh, tests. And I'll tell a little personal story here before we get into the nitty gritty of, of what people need to know. My daughter, who is now 30 years old, uh, she uh, wanted to get her pregnant for, with her first child. Start talking about it about two years ago. Well, I doubt many of you will ever meet anyone who will eat a more clean, holistic diet than Katie, my daughter. And, you know, I mean, she wouldn't eat farm-raised salmon. She would only eat the wild-caught. She tucks supplements on a, a pretty generous amount. Uh, and so I was, like, convinced she would have plenty of omega-3. But because of who I am, I decided that we would do a blood test along with many things. But omega-3 had to be included we want to have an index of 8% if you want the optimal levels of these fats floating through your bloodstream. Well, I figured Katie would be close to that. Oh, no. She was down to 2% because, whatever reasons because. We don't always know the reasons. I know people who don't eat, take any supplements and could be 6%, but she was low. What that would have done if we had not tested, and you know this, I'm sure, Amber, very well, better than I, is it could have produced a baby with less optimal IQ, less optimal health. And she did have a child. He's 10 months old and just the most amazing, clear-eyed and uh, intellectually sharp little 10-month-old I've ever seen. Was it omega-3? It's like an orchestra. We have to put all the pieces together. And this is one of the bigger pieces. So let's just, uh, Amber, let's consider that the people listening right now, they're probably already taking some omega-3 but they're kind of just like taking one on the shelf and taking the label directions. Where do we start to truly fine tune this conversation so that people can optimize their journey to health? Well, number one, and I don't say this because I'm in the industry, but it's better not to take an omega-3 supplement than to take one that's oxidized. And this is where, you know, for years I tried to help people find cheaper omega-3 supplements. I kind of researched, you know, who are the big suppliers for, the big bottles that you can get in Sam's Club or Costco or Walmart or CV, you know, where you can get it cheaper because people realize, hey, if I have inflammation, I need a lot of this, it seems like. You know, that's what everybody's recommending and it, and it, and it gets expensive. <clears throat> but if you have one that smells fishy or rancid or goes through testing and is oxidized, it's more harmful than good. So this is really one of those areas where you want to have a good quality very well tested fish oil supplement if or algal omega-3 if that's the way you're going to go instead of just eating fish that are rich in omega-3s and the fish skins and other parts of the fish. Um, obviously, eating fish is freshest, but most of us don't have access in the way that we would like to, and we're afraid. We've been taught to be afraid of mercuries and PCBs and POCs and dioxins and all kinds of things that are in our ocean. Um, you know, so supplements are really the best option for a lot of people. And I think what's fascinating me is why we need them and what we're starting to understand about our microbiome, about our endocannabinoid system, about our brain function, about inflammation and our immune system, and how all of this comes back to omega-3s. We've known they're useful, but the studies didn't always prove it, right? They weren't always giving as much support as we wanted them to like do a heart disease study. And in this one, it worked. And in that one, it didn't. And we're like, well, what's the difference? And I think what we're starting to see is what types of omega threes, what kind of oxidation or preservation from oxidation 
you know, is that supplement guaranteed to have? And uh, what other cofactors are in there? And we get into things like pro-resolving mediators and this discussion that when you eat a fish, you're getting a host of nutrients. And when you take a supplement, it could be very refined and could be missing certain things that contribute overall to modulating the immune system, helping the nervous system, helping the endocrine system, all of which are very important to be fertile, to you know continue to procreate as humans in the best and most optimized way possible, to not have dementia, to not have inflammatory conditions like heart disease and diabetes. Omega-3 is at the center. Of, uh, it's at the apex of all of that. Wow, that really uh, sums up the vital importance of this and that it cannot be ignored because, you know, there's a hundred reasons, but we just can't seem to optimize our levels of nutrients through normal, even healthy eating these days. And I remember this was probably 20 years ago, uh, Dr. McCullough, early in his uh putting out publications on the internet, he wrote and said, I recommend everyone take omega-3 because of all the reasons you said, and we, I recommend going to Costco and buying the big bottle. Well, I was vocal back then, and this was two decades ago, so I wrote him a letter, and I said, Dr. McCullough, I beg to differ with you. I don't think that you're you're looking into it to the level that you need to because I can assure you that is not quality omega-3 fatty acids. And, and you know, within three weeks, he sent a letter back saying, thank you for alarming me to this. I did not know that. But even today, that still that same mentality of, you know, the cheaper brands are going to be perfectly fine. And I tell people a lot of times who counsel with me, you know, there's some things that won't make a world of difference. You go to Sam's at Costco and get vitamin C, uh, you know, it's going to be fine. And you go there to get a zinc or you go there to get, you know, some other few things, commodity items and nutrients, they're going to be fine. Uh, multivitamins and meg omega-3s are not going to be fine. So what does a person look for if they are going to go into a store or they're going to shop online or something else? And I want to say this about online before I forget it, uh, you know, our sponsor, NutritionW.com, is online for people who need to purchase things. The thing that bothers me about the online and Amazons is we know heat is destructive to nutrients, especially to things that are oily. Well, at NutritionW.com, everything's shipped with uh, ice packs in the middle of summer so that it helps to preserve some of that. Don't think that your omega-3s are going to be super fresh if it's been sitting in a warehouse for four days in the summer, people. you got to protect this stuff. So let's pretend like we're just talking to a, a kind of a newbie and they've been, you know, been involved in a few nutrients over the years, only taking a multiple and maybe a vitamin C, but they're wanting to get into omega-3. What would they need to look for? Well, I think we're looking for different things now than we used to. We used to look at, you know, how many capsules or soft gels do you want to take? If you want to keep it to a minimum, you need a really highly concentrated one in what's called EPA and DHA. And these are just the shapes of these omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids that stay very fluid even at cold temperatures. They're really what make the fish able to swim in cold waters and have movement and metabolic activity. If, if fish were full of saturated fats like butter and coconut oil, it would solidify at those cold temp temperatures. So this is why really cold water fish are very high in these omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids because they stay fluid at all temperatures. But yes, as a result, then they are very susceptible 
to heat. And so now we're really looking for products that have sufficient testing, that you see that they have this EPA and DHA in a pretty high proportion relative to the amount of actual fat in the soft gel. There's another omega-3 that we are now realizing, DPA, which is kind of a reservoir between EPA and DHA. And in fact, when they sort out the testing on omega-3s and your blood status, we find higher levels of DPA in the bloodstream really than anything else because it can go either way. Your body stores it as DPA in the serum, in the plasma, and it can go into being made into EPA, safe for heart tissue, or into DHA and cross the blood-brain barrier and be active in the brain. If we just analyze the fat in the brain, we'd see lots of DHA. So now, I mean, I'm really convinced that I want to see all three of those in measured standardized amounts in a fish oil supplement and even an algal omega-3 supplement. You can see at least good DHA and DPA. Some companies will produce an EPA as well. It depends on how they've selected their algae. Um, and then, you know, now I think what one marker of knowing if your product is really been handled gently, low heat, zero exposure to air and light throughout the whole process, respecting the cold chain, you know, not letting it get exposed and oxidized is when you know that there are measurable levels of what are called SPM, special pro-resolving mediators of inflammation. We make them and omega-3s will help you make them. And that's great. But when you get them from the fish oil or the algal oil, they're pre-made by that organism in its own response to stress and in its own immune systems activity. So you get ready-made, ready-to-go resolvers of inflammation, and they're really only present in a fish or an algal oil that has never been allowed to oxidize. Oxidation is like a chain reaction. It's like a neutron bomb. Once it starts, it reaches a point of acceleration, and then it's just unstoppable. So if your fish and fish oil has been allowed to oxidize, they can then try to bleach and deodorize and do all this stuff, put antioxidants in, bottle it. But if it then gets exposed to air in transport or heat or you, know, you don't use it for a while, that oxidation can accelerate again, and you'll have something that's more harmful than good. So I want to see testing. I want to see that I can find measurable amounts of these things on the label. I want to see that there's no genetically modified organism contamination, which is huge in fish oils. Not the fish, always, unless it's tilapia, but the soft gels, the tocopherols, the vitamin E antioxidants, the other antioxidants, um, often have those kinds of supply chain contaminations. We're going to pause for just a quick second to talk a little more about our sponsor for this episode, Garden of Life. They're one of the biggest names out there in the natural product industry and for a good reason. For starters, organic non-GMO food is the basic starting point for nearly all their supplements. And on top of that, they've got the certifications. Beyond organic and non-GMO, they're a certified B Corps working hard in the social and environmental realm, certified vegan, certified gluten-free, truly grass-fed, NSF, kosher. I mean, you get the point. They work hard to provide the consumer with a quality and clean product you would expect. And they've got products for everyone. Vitamins, herbals, CBD, specialty food products, greens, probiotics, great protein powders, and of course, a new line of fish oil that we're talking about today. 
And we can't fail to mention that every product is fully tested by third-party independent agencies and other industry experts. So in short, any Garden of Life product you buy, you can do so with complete confidence. To learn more, visit gardenoflife.com. Well, it sounds like a, a quite a confusing uh, area for the novice consumer. However, again, I will say that we have improved the ability to uh, educate people to such a degree compared to even 10 years ago because we have enough companies like Garden of Life and a handful, when I say a handful, not many actually percentage-wise. Uh, in fact, like at Nutrition W, we vet everything and, and we don't, we have to have documentation of the quality or they won't be sold. And Garden of Life, I've relied on them for their trustworthiness for so many years. Now, and not to get off the subject, because I don't want to get into pro-resolving mediators, but I really love that ingredient, if we can call it that, that does have this uh, total connection to omega-3 fish and all that. I know it's also sold separately in a concentrated version, and I have seen results with people who were like, the inflammation button was stuck on. That means that, you know, inflammation is a good thing initially because it's part of the healing process. But sometimes due to multiple reasons, the inflammation just doesn't reduce itself. So people go for months and years with this chronic pain or discomfort or damage to the body. And pro-resolving mediators, which again is part of an omega-3, uh, can actually turn the switch back off. Uh, it is it is miraculous in some cases. And I do agree with you that, you know, very few companies are producing the quality that would preserve that part of that. Uh, so again, do people need to look for certifications on a bottle or, and again, how about the smell test and the burp test? Is that something that should be t paid attention to? Well, okay, so... The, these pro-resolving mediators of inflammation, like you said, when you get them in official that labels them or you get it in a separate product where they're concentrated, um, they're ready-made. And so you're not making them very well or your inflammation wouldn't be rampant because out of omega-3s, your cells, your immune cells can actually make resolvers of inflammation, inflammation that was started by mostly your omega-6 fats. So you need both. And we tend to have way too many omega-6 fats in our diet relative to three. And therefore, there's a lot of tinder for fires in your body is the way I look at it. It's like a dry forest and then one lightning strike and it just goes off like a matchbox. Um, and, and that's where most of us are at, especially people with inflammatory conditions. And if it was running rampant and you can't put that fire out, that means you're deficient in being able to take, you're either deficient in omega-3s or deficient in your ability to, to take omega-3s and then develop your own resolvers of inflammation out of that or both. So you might need some ready-made sources that you can get from fish oils that label it and from products that isolate those and put them in higher concentrations. Um, but the idea behind sourcing omega-3 that is properly handled is that it will have special pro-resolving media is ready-made. And if you do that on a daily basis, you're constantly maintaining that balance. And what you find when you've gone in and tested people's plasma levels or serum levels, I don't know which, of um, omega-3s and they're deficient like that, we just know. We just know that there's going to be an issue. You know, we, we've heard, hey, you know, the traditional diet probably was 
four to one omega six to omega three ratio. Um, but we look at all the research in Japan, Japan, and we look at cultures that are very dependent upon fish or seafood in their diet, and theirs is likely one to one, if not higher, in omega threes than omega six. And the studies that really sparked this were Greenland Eskimos, if you remember, and they looked at their diet and how much fat they ate from whale blubber and seal blubber, and they had no heart disease as long as they didn't introduce conventional foods and food from the cities and the um, established villages there. If they just continued to eat a traditional diet, it didn't matter how high their fat intake was. The, The fact was they just didn't have inflammation. And that was an anomaly. And that led to this investigation and the role that these omega-3s play. So your average person out there looking for an omega-3 supplement, you know, wants to see that these things are labeled. A certification can tell you uh, whether or not there's genetically modified ingredients in there. Um, And that could be a non-GMO certification of some type and non-GMO project with the butterfly is the most exhaustive audit on that. Um, But other certifications, you want to see sustainability certifications of fishing. So Marine Stewardship Council, MSC, Friends of the Sea, FOS. Um, There's IFOS, which is an international uh, fishing sustainability organization. You want to see giving back to the ocean. You want to see these things about you know, sustainability, and then they're likely to handle those materials more carefully. You know, if you don't see any of that, and it just kind of says, you know, 1000 milligrams of uh, fish oil in this product, and you turn it around, and it's really low 150 DHA, 200 EPA in 1000 milligrams of fish oil, you don't know what you're getting, you're getting a lot of mishmash of fats and it could even be from fish that you know don't really yield high omega-3s you know your sardines your anchovies your mackerels your salmon cod liver these are really rich um, certain parts of tuna like the head but you know your tilapia isn't your warm water fish you know they're really not as high in omega-3s because the fish are in warmer waters they're just a different kind of a fish cold water lakes yes Warmer lakes, not so much. Interesting. So I'd, I'd never really realized the connection between the temperature of the water and the level of their own omega-3s. Makes total sense, though. The perfection of nature. Amazing. Uh, I, you know, again, I, I did a podcast some time ago, I think, with uh, Dr. Michael Smith from Life Extension. And I believe what we talked about was the comparison between regular omega-3s and krill oil. And it was a very interesting podcast. He really came up with a lot of literature. Of course, I did it because, you know, I have my own opinions. I watched these people walk in and counsel with me, and they're like, oh, I already take omega-3. Okay, which one are you taking? Well, I take one krill oil capsule per day. And I say, I print up the label and I say, uh, you're probably getting maybe 100 milligrams of the good stuff out of that, and I really, uh, I don't really uh, lean that direction. I think you need two thousand milligrams of EPA DHA, and I want to ask you your opinion also of a quality brand because the krill oil thing just simply isn't making the numbers right. What is your opinion on krill and on what should an adult, one hundred seventy-five pound adult, maybe try to shoot for as far as dosages? Yeah, I think we 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 we. we 
krill became this sort of quick trend because we thought, well, let's go lower on the food chain and then maybe it'll be cleaner. Um, but it's an interesting thing going lower on the food, food chain, even small tuna. It's a great idea because, you know, they haven't been accumulating toxins as long. So krill are very tiny things that other bigger organisms in the ocean consume. Krill and phytoplankton do their own conversions of uh, pro-vitamin D to D3, which is amazing. So, you know, fish that eat phytoplankton are getting that. They also uh, do make these omega-3s and then the, the fish that eat them have those omega-3s coming into their body already from their diet. So it's a very important part of the food chain. But if you're killing off all the krill or killing off all of the small fish, you, you wind up creating an imbalance in ocean species and in that food chain. Um, and it turned out it was harder to extract stuff from the krill, so you had more solvents being used often. And it's just easy to get omega-3s out of fish and parts of fish that are just really rich in those fats. You know, it turns out tuna heads accumulate no mercury, but are really high in DHA. And so it's like, well, why wouldn't you start with the most sensible starting material? If you're after high levels of DHA, which I'll talk about in a minute, why not start with something high in DHA and low in contaminants that's being tossed back in the ocean? Same with cod liver. You know, nobody wanted to do anything with it. They just eviscerate them and toss it back in as chum. Lo and behold, the liver of a, of a, of, of, of a fish that is exposed to cold waters and harsh environments is actually full of what, what I call, you know, animal antioxidants. SPMs, special pro-resolving meteors, are basically like an antioxidant is in a plant. That's how I think of it. You know, because that creature has made these resolution molecules and compounds in response to their own environment, and you get to just benefit from them directly. So I think that we're finding that, um, you know, the, the amount of omega-3 we need is high because we have to make up for the amount of omega-6. And so you're in a great position, Ed, because you're... Uh, counseling people you know they're consulting with you their clients and they're giving you their whole food log and dietary history and health history and you know that's what i used to do a lot of as a certified nutritionist and you get to see oh hey well okay it's great you're having nuts and seeds and this and that but that's a lot of you know you're getting a high level of omega-6 and that's going to start inflammation when your body needs to heal or respond to a threat and that's great but we need to put out those fires too. So somehow we need to rebalance with these omega-3s. But your typical person coming in is using Wesson and Mazzola and corn oil and canola oil and cottonseed oil and potato chips that are fried in cottonseed oil that nobody ever eats cottonseeds anyway. So why eat the oil? And this is what we're up against. We're, we're, we need such a high level of these fish oils because we're trying to compensate for excessive use of substandard oils. And if we could just eliminate those from people's diets, we would need a lot less supplemental omega-3. Well, that makes a great case for those naysayers who say you can get everything from your food. The problem is you just mentioned the things we're getting from our foods, and they are disturbing the equilibrium of the chemistry of the human body, which then produces poor health and disease. Uh, now, when I do talk to people and they just want a general number, I say optimally 2,000 milligrams of EPA, DHA. Does that ring true to you? I think that that's a very important starting place. That's where I would be, you know, in this world where I'm trying to cover my bases. Absolutely. Um, and that just seems high and expensive to a lot of people. And if it's expensive to you and it's 
hard to accomplish with a proper quality oil, don't just go out and buy a cheap one. Buy the one that is really good for you. If you have to take less of it and then adjust the rest of your diet accordingly, you know, this whole low fat, high fat thing for me, it's like you are what your food eats. If you're an omnivore and your steak was once a cow that was eating corn from genetically modified fields, that is going to affect the quality of fat and other nutrients that are in the steak that you're eating. It, 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 and we have to realize that if you're more plant-based, if you're vegetarian, vegan, and your plant foods are, are genetically modified or sprayed in toxins, that is a stress on your body that your body has to deal with before it can get the nutrients or use the nutrients. So we have to really, really look at that. And if we can mitigate that side of the equation, we don't have to budget as much for this kind of a supplement for people coming in literally new to omega-3 and haven't really thought about what it's good for. It's not just about addressing your arthritis, you know, or your skin or your brain. It's about readjusting the ratios in your whole diet of good fats to bad fats or inflammatory fats to resolving fats or endocannabinoid system enhancing fats as opposed to endocannabinoid system depleting fats, because it turns out our endocannabinoid system doesn't just require cannabis. In fact, it's just named because that's how we found it, but it actually requires omega-3s and omega-6s, and the cleaner they are, the better your endocannabinoid system can govern your nervous, immune, and endocrine systems. Wow, the great explanation. And uh, probably every third podcast I've done, and I think I've done 76 now, I repeat the absolute golden rule is chronic inflammation is going to lead to probable chronic disease. And chronic inflammation doesn't always mean you're going to be able to touch a painful spot. It, you don't really feel the inside of your arteries or your brain being inflamed. And the number one key component to think about and address is omega-3. There's no doubt. And I loved what you said. I am actually wrote it down. I'm going to keep this. You are what your foods eat. That is absolutely stunning because it's it's such a connection that so many people seem to not be aware of and it you know and it's not always everyone's fault some people just haven't been exposed but the thing is food isn't completely there just to fill our bellies with fuel and it's also not there just for pleasure it's there for the number one reason is what we're talking about. Uh, and I know I'm made fun of a lot by my a few friends that I hang with because I say my number one goal is not to choose foods based on taste. It's my that's my third goal. And the number one, of course, is is the quality of the food. And what will it do to my chemistry? You know, once you start eating what I call a cleaner life and you arrange the macros correctly based on what you need, which are protein, fats, and carbs, when you go off of that, you can truly tell a significant difference. And the thing is, most people never get to that point, so they could they assume that, you know, their aches and pains and their aging and their wrinkles and their this and their that, it's just a part of aging. Well, that's BS. It's not. I think we have increased the, 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 the 50-year-old today is in some ways like the 70-year-old of the old, old days that actually farmed, exercised, fresh air, sunshine. Uh, and, and I don't know. It's, it's just kind of a crazy, crazy way. Now, I know Garden of Life, you know, very well, been dealing with the company for so many years. And I 
and just real quickly, I know they're coming out with some new labeled omega-3s. Uh, what makes those different? So starting from the very beginning, choosing the right fish for the job. And uh, so, you know, what are you after? Uh, are you after high DHA? Are you after DPA? Are you, you know, what are you after? Like in a prenatal, we want high DHA, right? Like that was your whole thing with your daughter. Um, because DHA, first of all, DHA and DPA will give you as much EPA as you need as well. And, and DHA is crucial for brain development. So if you want a prenatal and you want high DHA, choose a fish or a part of a fish that's high in DHA. You then require less processing. That means you have less exposure to heat and oxidation. That means that you're able to maintain those special pro-resolving mediators and other nutrients and produce a product that was clean all the way through, not you know, I mean, literally the research, you can read research studies on omega-3s and they will say, we got our fish oil from so-and-so. They sent it in a whatever kind of a drum and we bleached and deodorized it to start. Like if they had to bleach and deodorize it before they could even do the study, it's too late. It's mm -hmm. oxidized. It's a mess. So things have to be handled properly all the way through. Cod liver oil is known to be rich in natural DNA, but not if you overprocess it. If you overprocess it, they're very delicate, they get destroyed. But having natural pre-made uh, forms, they're the vitamin forms of vitamin D that are natural in vitamin A, it's not just a synthetic in a bottle. You're actually getting ones that you know are already in an animal and you're benefiting from exactly the way that they made it, preformed, ready to go. You know, for people who are not tropical babies and don't convert beta carotene uh, as well to vitamin A. So, you know, if you're born on the tropics and you're good with mangoes and brightly colored that are rich in beta carotene and can do those conversions, great. But these cold water fish come from places where northerners come from and they tend to be low in D and don't convert beta carotene as well to A. So you have to look at your heritage and that person may do much better with a cod liver oil than with a traditional beta carotene type supplement or beta carotene rich foods. If you have eye problems, if you have brain problems, skin problems, it's a great way to go. And cod liver oil has been a nose wrinkler for so long, you know, because it really has been oxidized and fishy. You shouldn't, it shouldn't smell like rank fish. Your fish oil supplement should not smell fishy. Maybe a slight subtle seafood smell like you think of really good sushi Mm -hmm. but it should not be stinky fishy. Otherwise, it's already too late. There's toxins that have developed as a result of oxidation. And I know I'm looking at a picture of the Alaskan cod liver oil from Garden of Life with their new product, new label, and I'm going to be the first guinea pig to try that because, you know, especially with all of my podcasts on the uh, virus and the lung issue involved in that. And I know like I've interviewed three different physicians that had protocols for people who felt that they uh, wanted to embrace nutritional supplementation for uh, not dying from it, basically. Uh, vitamin A was part of every one of the three physicians' protocols. And, you know, we tend to and yeah, where do we get it? Well, we can get it There's a few places, but we're not going to get it from our food to this level. And I've always loved Caliber Oil, but always modestly distrusted the sources up till a few years ago because we couldn't trace it. And now with companies like Garden of Life and a, and, and a few other, a handful only, uh, we know we can f finally figure this stuff out because it isn't worth taking a chance to save a few bucks because these aren't that expensive. And lastly, I want to say, 
say, just my personal note, don't always believe that, you know, the directions on the bottle is exactly what you need. That applies to drugs very well. It does not apply to nutritional supplementation because, as you said, the conversions of people can differ tenfold, you might be able to get by with one serving where I might need three or four. And again, blood testing is one of the few ways you can actually validate how much do you need. And I want to put a plug in on our site, The Holistic Navigator, under products. You can scroll down to the lab and order any blood work you want in any town that you live in. And you can do it at discounted prices. So there's no excuse not to get the kind of blood work you need, especially if you're 40 plus. Uh, and I did want to mention that uh, you, the other two podcasts that uh, you and I did, Amber, was on May 31st, 2019. And it was the importance of proper nutrition and product certifications. And anyone who really wants to dig into more of these certifications, go back to that date on The Holistic Navigator because you were so full of information. In fact, you were so full of it. You're the only person that had uh, part one and part two. So, uh, all right. Well, any closing thoughts that you would like to leave with listeners as far as tips or advice or maybe uh, looking into further uh, avenues of information? I just want to reiterate what you said. Multivitamins and omega-3s are two supplements that it's not worth buying cheap. Buy the quality ones, even if you have to take it less often and spread it out. If you do the bad one, you're doing yourself more harm than good. Uh, and so, you know, definitely use... Ed, use Nutrition World as a, as a resource for that. Um, there's a lot of great information about omega-3s. Um, Dr. Charles Sirhan, S-E-R-H-A-N, is someone to look into on these special pro-resolving mediators and the importance of all parts of the omega-3s as we're moving forward. It's not just about EPA. It's not just about the clinical research because everything gets reductionist. It's really about looking at how do we get more of the whole fish into a properly preserved soft gel and into people's lifestyle and diet. I love it. I love it, Amber. And I know that, you know, the, the, the products coming out of the cod liver oil, the prenatal DHA, the pre, the uh, advanced omegas and DHA by itself. And uh, I'm, I, like I said, for the yes. vegans out there, you can get all this DHA, DPA and SPMs from algae too. It's amazing. That is fantastic because I know in the past it's been a little difficult to get a, really uh, recognizable, massively uh, high-level quality product of that, even though I trusted the ones I was looking at. They did not have the certifications that that uh, Garden of Life has. So, we just know more uh, now. You know, we can yes. do more and we know more. It's, this is a very um, scientifically evolving category with both sustainability and processing. It's a very exciting time for myself to be in this industry because, you know, I've said this uh, actually just a week or two ago. It was hard for me to defend myself 25 years ago to uh, health professionals because we didn't have anything to really stand the ground on. We, we had minuscule amounts of studies. We had lots of anecdotal notations and experience and observations. But today, like I did a TV show last week, I mean, there's 10,000 973 studies on vitamin D and health right now. 25 years ago, I don't know if there was 10, but now we have it. Well, Amber, thank you again for uh, joining myself on The Holistic Navigator. I know we will look forward to another uh, exciting episode in a few months. And all the best to you in uh, your new location. And I want to let everyone know, again, as I repeat many times, I do separate the world into two classes of people. 
those who are learners and those who are not. And if you're listening to here, I am giving you claps because I know you are a learner or you would not have hung into this point. And that's what's going to make the difference in your long-term health because, uh, again, I value traditional medicine on many levels and I also uh, am very aggravated and frustrated with them on super other levels, which is how do we maintain health? If I'm in a car wreck, take me to the closest hospital or maybe kidney stone or other maybe emergency situations, but they're not going to help you on these types of conversations. They still are not being trained in the medical schools uh, due to multiple reasons. So I value the fact that people hang in here with us and uh, uh, we look forward to many, many more of these pieces to this encyclopedia. And I love doing it. And uh, I love the fact that you are passionate also, Amber, about the same exact things as I am. And all the best to you. All the best to the listeners. Till next time, this is Ed Jones with The Holistic Navigator. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession. It is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on behalf of any purchaser or listener of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen.